Hello and welcome to episode 112 of No Load Time. My name is Ovid Gilles and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Julian. What's good, Nolo Time? Good to be with you, my friend Obed. I uh, see you rocking your Marvel shirt. We've got plenty of news to talk about today. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about it, man. Yep, we got some Marvel updates, some DC updates that are That's quite true. exciting, and of course, PlayStation news. But Joel, how are you, man? How are you doing? Things are going good. Uh, busy, busy times. You know, uh, you and I both in general, just busy, busy, busy. But, you know, things are going well. Uh, I actually went out and caught the latest uh, Terminator movie. Those of you may remember when I did my Comic-Con uh, coverage and live from Comic-Con and even afterwards in our Comic-Con episode, I talked about uh, being in the Paramount panel for, uh, for this movie, for Terminator Dark Fate. And, uh, you, know, it, you know, there's a lot of hype going into this movie simply for the return of Linda Hamilton, uh, of course, along, along with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, of course, this movie has the genuine blessing of James Cameron um, saying that, yeah, like, I'm, I'm involved in this project. I'm not just uh, a name on here. Uh, but I went ahead and checked it out. Uh, it's, it's a good movie, Obed. I'm happy to say that it's, it's worth watching. I think it's a, it's a good time. Um, the thing is, you know, and how do I put it? Like, I kind of feel similarly that I do did with The Lion King, watching that movie in, in, in theaters, that it's a good movie. Like, it's a, I really enjoyed it, and I think it looks visually really nice, and, and it's, a, it's a good time. Um, there's just, I guess, from the sense of when you compare an original to um, something that maybe years later, you know, trying to recapture that, that special... Um, special time it, it's just not as magical up to be honest with you for me um you know there's the first terminator movie you and i were talking about this uh off the air that movie is amazing dude. yeah yeah one of my one of my top 10 for sure on that yeah one. that that i i can agree with you it's it's a it's an amazing film and you and i both like t2 as well terminator 2 is good yeah, yeah, but 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 term the very first one man i mean it holds up so well and uh, this movie is supposed to be the continuation directly after T2. Um, so, and, and, and they do really well of catching you up. There's some really cool, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's some really cool things that they do there. But, um, you know, it, it's, not, it, it's, it's not a bad movie. Go out and watch it. But it didn't make me, end, it didn't end with me going, man, I can't wait for the next Terminator movie. It definitely set it up that they, you know, they could do it. But, didn't leave me wanting too much more right away at least uh, yeah. for now so i think this might this might uh relax for a bit and, and it's a good movie for for the most recent of all the terminator movies i'm happy that at least we got a good one yeah the movie bombed so financially yeah yeah financially this movie is not doing well uh, we got big movies coming up here in a couple of weeks so i don't think this movie is really going to have a long tail in the movie theater uh, this is one of the one of the movies that's probably gonna get its money's back when it goes on like syndication and you know sure. FX plays it or you know it's on cable. Um, it it's probably gonna be you know on a heavy rotation there, but yeah, unfortunate, uh, but foreseeable. You know, I the marketing on, the, on this movie was okay um, because they were putting stuff out there. You know, they had the Kawhi Leonard thing with Arnold and and that was all really cool. Um, but I don't think that everyone was necessarily like super excited 
for it. They were they were cautiously optimistic, and I think that's what that's probably uh, the biggest problem that this movie had and why it didn't do so well financially is because uh, people were so cautious because the genesis was so bad that you know um, I haven't I have, I've seen the movie I've seen Genesis but in in bits and pieces I haven't seen like I actually didn't sit through the entire movie because I couldn't um, but I think that you know they they unfortunately poisoned the well a little bit with Genesis and and fans were like oh I don't know if I should go back and check this out uh, you know had a you know good director of course a, a director of the Deadpool movies and um, and James Cameron being back as a producer but yeah I mean unfortunately I think the timing on this movie it was was bad this movie should have been maybe like an early December film but. Maybe. I mean, there's not really much competition with when it was released. I mean, the movies that are that are succeeding, we'll get into a bit. There's one of them in particular. I mean, it's not like this movie just came out around the same time. And there's looking at what you have there when, you know, you have your Harriet Tubman's and other movies are coming out now, this Oscar kind of season where you get these kinds of independent films that are in the theaters, which is cool. But um, this is supposed to be one of those blockbuster films. It's really supposed to draw people in and um, you know, it, it like to your point, the the marketing behind it wasn't great. I mean, you know, sitting in sitting in Comic Con, I felt like a lot of it relied upon them saying we're gonna make you happy because we're disregarding all the other stuff and we're picking it up right from T two and we're bringing back Linda and she's really awesome and and there's really cool moments like Linda's returning moment. It plays like it was it, it's kind of spoiled obviously in, in the the trailer the and trailers, all the trailers, yeah. But like just watching it is just an amazing, amazing scene. It's like you get hyped, man. You just want to start clapping and cheering. But um, you know, so having watched it, like it's a good movie. I, I just, I just think that the the passion behind it, the fan base, it's just not. Like to your point, they're yeah. cautiously watching. They're not. There's just not that that much uh, excitement about this franchise at the moment. Yeah, and I mean, Terminator was one of those things that you know it really blew up with T two and. Um, we didn't get another Terminator movie for like, you know, 13, 14 years or something like that. It's, you know, it's, it hasn't necessarily been a franchise that's, it's not Fast and the Furious. That There's like 48 of them and, you know, they keep putting random people in there. Oh, so then yeah, they keep making money. But, you know, um, yeah, just going back to the roots of the terminator and just talking about that first movie and how freaking great that movie is so yeah i mean maybe a return to its roots maybe maybe uh, uh do on on this one instead of having this you know crazy action pack thing uh and having something a little more gritty and grounded maybe a good thing for the franchise i'm not saying necessarily remake t1 because T1 by itself is just a fantastic movie. And we're going to, if it happens, we're probably going to get something like what happened with, you know, Clash of the Titans uh, when that movie was remade. And, and that remake was not, you know, was very underwhelming. And, and you know, I mean, the original movie is not great, but it, but it's very charming. Uh, and that's something that got lost with that remake. So, you know, maybe, maybe going back to its roots, maybe beneficial for Terminator. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself with James Cameron's involvement and, you know, and him really trying to hype this up from the outside, like right now he's working on these avatars, these next several avatars, the next 15 avatars. Yeah. Literally like it makes me think to myself like, okay, 
we're talking about another thing that the first movie had a certain type of magic to it because of the moment that it came out in the financial recession and people seeing this visual spectacle. And, and there were so many things that factored into that. I mean, you could watch documentaries on what really went into the, the phenomena of the first avatar movie. Um, how's that magic maybe going to hold up when you've got avatar two, three, four, five, six, whatever yeah. they're doing. Well, if you ask me to really yeah. think about, if, if you ask me, there's probably going to be two more. I don't okay. think that cause that those movies are Disney now. I don't think Disney's gonna run the risk of like, oh, yo, this is like crazy. It's like, uh, you know, uh, what was that uh, movie, the Mars movie, um, John Carter? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They're not gonna run the risk of just having one of those. Um, but I mean, it's James Cameron. But they can, you know, very well say it's like, hey, you need to wrap it up in the third one. You know, unfortunately. Uh, but we'll see. You know. We'll see what that with her. Um, nothing much on my end, Joe. Uh, again, uh, going into Astral Chain is still fun, still pretty good. The game's solid. Uh, you know, again, no issues with that. If uh, if anything, uh, it's the game really wants you to replay it. To <laughs> like, it really wants you to go back and play the uh, the uh, the missions again to get unlockables, and I appreciate that. That's totally fine, but. Uh, but I just want to see the game through, especially right now. Um, I really want to, you know, uh, just just get through the game. I'm 22 hours in, so I think I'm close to the end already. And we'll see. It's it's still fun. So I'm hoping that this weekend I'll get some time and and actually finish it. Uh, because tomorrow I'm getting Death Stranding that's coming in. That's already been um, confirmed that's coming in for me. And then next week, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which we talked about, and and I, I was on the fence and and this and that, right? So I gave in and I pre-ordered. Um, the reason behind that is I I watched that extended uh, gameplay demo they released last week or about you know week and a half, two weeks ago maybe. And uh, I watched that over this past weekend, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good to go." So so I went ahead and do and did that. Uh, now we can uh, we, we'll talk about this stranding, uh, you know, about the reviews and whatnot in a second. But here's what I'm gonna do, Joe. Um, I'm going to finish Astral Shane, and I'm gonna skip Death Stranding, and I'm gonna go for Star Wars. Uh, and and we talked about it in, about this and the reasoning and 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 we'll talk about the reviews here in a few. But here's my reasoning behind it, Joe. Um, not that I lost confidence in this stranding. Not it, the the reasoning being it's two. There, there's two main reasons. The first one, there may be stuff on Fallen Order that could come back in. The Rise of Skywalker, so so it may be connected to some of that. So that's why I want to go ahead and do that first. That's reason number one. Reason number two is that I was expecting Death Stranding to be a thirteen or so hour game, and I'm hearing about people doing like like sixty hour playthroughs on it on their on their first playthrough. I was like, oh yeah. So I, I gotta finish. Um, Star Wars before before uh, Episode Nine comes out, so that's my reasoning behind it. 
So um, the game's not going anywhere. I'm staying away from spoilers. So I will play it when it, it's time. So, yeah. But I am excited for both of those games. Uh, they both look phenomenal. So I am really uh, hyped and, and, yeah, can't wait. It's going to be it's gonna be awesome. So it's going to be pretty good. Uh, Joe, want to go ahead and jump into the topic, sir? Yes, sir. First things first, guys, from last week, we had this really great, uh, surprising, not surprising news, uh, which is simply that uh, they are going to be bringing back Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse days in Sony. They are in production right now on Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse uh, part two. And uh, this movie is supposed to be coming out in the year uh, 2022. So April 8th, to be exact. 2022 so they've got some time for this movie to come out it's gonna be be a while which i actually appreciate i mean we had we had the first movie come out last year um and it was took the world by storm it was a phenomena uh i i got to see an early screening of it i jumped on facebook live right away for no load time and i was like guys you like you have to go out and see this usually most movies they'll say oh go out and see it if you want to but this is one of those movies like i don't care if you like spider-man don't like spider-man you need to see this movie because it's a good movie um, and, and, it, and it really was. So it was one of those special animated movies. I've not seen an animated movie to this quality personally in a while. I mean, from the, the animation, the acting, voice talent, uh, music. I mean, just overall, everything involved. Uh, uh, these, these, these directors, Lord and Miller, just did a phenomenal job in this, this movie. Um, so now that, of course, uh, you know, with the movie winning Best Picture, Animated Picture at the Oscars, it's no surprise that they would greenlight spider-man to the spider-verse 2 it's just interesting that they're giving it this many years right till 2022 for a movie that came for the when the first movie came out in 2018 that's you know that's quite a a, a different difference there a distance in time yeah yeah it's exciting it's a it's, that movie was so good uh, i'm actually uh we'll talk about black friday next week because we're gonna do a, a sort of a gift guide sort of like yeah. what we did last year um but i know that the movie is gonna be on sale everywhere so i'm gonna go ahead and grab it if, you know even though it's on netflix i don't care I, I just if i like it i'll buy it it's fine and um yeah this movie was so good um that i you know it was a no-brainer right now my only hope is that sony doesn't meddle around with it too much which i don't think that's going to be an issue based on on the outcome of of the of the previous movie um now two things of interest uh three things of interest that actually came out with that teaser trailer or that little teaser is not even a trailer yeah. it's just a teaser um the the first one is that they're hinting that spider-man 2099 is going to be uh heavily involved I think that was the stinker, right? Yeah, that was the post-credit the scene. Oscar yeah, the Isaac is the voice. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was the post-credit on, uh, on Spider-Verse, uh, which I was really so... I was When I saw it, I was so hyped. I was like, oh my gosh! It's so good, yeah. So, um, so they hinted at that. They hinted at the animated, the 90s uh, uh, Spider-Man series. Uh, yeah. that, that's going to play... Uh, a part on this and the biggest one joe the craziest one man is that supiderman so so it's it, supiderman is basically the japanese spider-man from yep. uh from toei uh that's actually part of the power rangers universe 
um, you know, is the one that has the mecha and transforms. It's yeah, it's it's ridiculous. You guys need to go on YouTube and at least watch the yeah, intro. Two thousand nine, it came out. Um. So, so, <laughs> so. Uh, I think seventy nine was it. Sorry, seventy nine. Yep. I think so Why is it two thousand nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't uh, run from me. Nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, it was seventy nine. Uh, yeah. We never saw. We never saw this in the U.S. because this was nope. never like officially. It, it was licensed by Marvel in Japan only, so we never saw. It never saw the light of day over here. Um, but it is a very interesting series. So that one, when I saw that, there's like, oh wait, is that like they're hinting that Spider-Man's gonna be on this thing? Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be nuts. So it's gonna be very interesting. Again. I'm really excited for Spider Verse Two. Um, love the first one; I think it was incredible. So, um, definitely looking forward to this one. Joe, Marvel uh, keeps going, and uh, they went ahead and confirmed that Ant Man Three is going to be a thing. Peyton Reed is going to be directing, and uh, this is coming after. Thor, if I'm not wrong, right? Yeah, summer 2022 is when it's slated for. No direct date, but but we can imagine that's going to be one of the, the latter other films in this next phase to come out. Cool. Um, and that uh, the, it will be, uh, I guess, a, a big part of the of what happens in uh, Doctor Strange. Is so, that what they're handing? Or because I heard that there's 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 a hint of that. And then there's uh, one of the series uh, that's coming to Disney Plus that that I heard is going to be like directly uh, influencing what's going on in um, in uh, the Doctor uh, in the Multivate, Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Uh, Doctor Strange. Yes. So yeah, uh, it's yeah. I'll go ahead, man. No, you're good. No, and that's and that's true. I think Doctor Strange, and I've said it on the show a few times. Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. That's my most anticipated movie for the next phase. Um, it's clearly going to be very heavily connected to, uh, you know, the last phase of Marvel and the future phases of Marvel at the same time. But I think Ant Man three is one of those movies also that's gonna that's important to the next phase of of Marvel. And it sounds weird. Why would an Ant Man movie be so important? Um, you know, look, I mean, the fact is, I mean, you look at Avengers Endgame, it's Ant-Man, that Ant-Man's technology. And if you didn't see Ant-Man and the Wasp, you didn't fully understand what was going on with the quantum realm and how that really worked with time travel, and that sort of thing. And it, and it played a very significant role in the understanding and grasp of what was going on with these guys. I and mean, yeah, it's easy to say, yeah, this guy's got a wristband and makes him go through stuff. But that that movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, really played a big role into the, the abilities of the quantum realm, like what the science was behind it and how important it was. So that same thing with the quantum realm, I believe is to a larger extent of the Marvel universe is going to be utilized. There are many that are speculating and I think it's a very fair speculation. I don't usually talk too much about rumors, but it's one of those things that this one really makes sense to me is that, uh, you know, if you watch the second movie, you remember that they go into, when they go into the quantum realm again uh, with Janet, um, that we also understand that there is a city inside of the quantum realm. And there's, it's alluded to very quickly. If you don't remember, please watch the movie again. It, it's a very quick thing there. Um, but there's some type of quantum city out there. There are many people out there that believe that this city is actually, um, the quantum city is actually the same city, Chronopolis, which is the city that from King the Conqueror. Um, and that potentially this could be the way of connecting the Fantastic Four 
to the future of, of Marvel. The last time the Marvel officially confirmed Fantastic Four being a big part of their plans at Comic Con when when Kevin Feige said we're working on the Fantastic Four. Um, that's the last time we talked about it. But for them not to say when and how they're being introduced, yeah, there's there's they're gonna try and make sure that this is done in a way that's very much a, a known connection to the MCU, right? Like it's had a lot of bad pub with their last <laughs> Fantastic Four movie. You don't want, unfortunately, the name has to be associated with a positive um i think mcu property and what other property would make sense ant-man um so i think this is this this idea of having this this quantum city really being chronopolis or came the conqueror and that potentially the fantastic four have been around since like the 60s they they fought kang kang brings maybe has these them stuck inside the city and that at the end ant-man and then we're going to set them aim and the wasps are going to set them free i, I mean I, i'm not saying that's going to be the, the premise of the movie but the, it, it definitely can see that there could be some type of tissue here to connect uh to more stuff yeah yeah and um you know of course just follow what's on disney plus and you know yeah. that that's gonna play a big part uh uh i i heard that uh uh it's uh ah the other the other martial arts movie they're doing if it's it oh shang chi shang chi i was gonna, I was gonna say kwang chi from mortal kombat <laughs> oh, uh, so i heard that uh there's rumors that iron fist is gonna be put in that movie too so it's possible because daredevil's rumored to even be in now uh black widow yeah so maybe you know, after after this whole thing happened and, you know, the, the Netflix split and all this stuff, maybe we'll see, uh, you know, stuff coming back and forth. And that would be great because I really would like to see those characters in the in the big in the big, big screen. But yeah, yeah, uh, no, good stuff. I mean, not not a not a crazy, crazy moral announcement by, you know, something that we expected because we heard that this was going to be a thing. Um, but. I'm curious to see where they go with this one. Yeah. And I, you know, they definitely need to tie it with, you know, the, the time travel and all this stuff that's happening. And, you know, maybe they time travel back. I, like what you said, go back and actually grab the fantastic four somehow. Um, and, and then from there we go into the next big like thing. So, uh, so we'll see, we'll see, um, you know, interesting stuff. Um, exciting. Oh, Joel, by the way, did you sign up for Disney plus or not yet? Not yet. Okay, I signed up. I, I will be signing up, but I have not signed up yet. Okay, I, I already signed up. So nice. basically, they give you like this. You know, I didn't get like the like the big like year discount. I'm I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna do the month by month. Um, but they still got me into like their founders thing, um, and um, you know, basically it's like a seven day trial uh, that they're giving you, and then after the seven days, you start getting billed. Uh, but I went ahead and created my account and signed up. I was like, might as well. I mean, I'm going to do it anyway. So, you know, might as well just do it now. Um, but there's no apps yet. <laughs> so it's like, there's nothing I can do. Um, yeah. but, and I'm telling you, man, if, if they freaking come out and there's no, no app for Android TV, I'm going to run a Best Buy and buy me an Apple TV. Oh, I don't doubt it for a second. I, yeah, you know I'll do it. You know I'll do it. I mean, I'll, I can I can use the PlayStation app. It's fine because it's gonna be on. It's gonna be on PlayStation. So, but yeah, uh, it's uh, interesting stuff that's happening, and uh, you know, also very interesting stuff that's happening over at DC, Joel, um, because going back to something that we talked about offline, I think that DC is finally realizing that 
maybe we should give directors creative control over these projects and not meddle around too much with them. And because of the success of the Joker, um, both, you know, critically and financially, um, you know, it's closing down to uh, being a billion dollar movie. Crazy. Maybe that gave Matt Reeves more power and he was able to pick people that he wanted on his movie. So it got announced this week that Colin Farrell is in playing the penguin and Andy circus Colin himself will be playing Alfred. Very interesting choices, but very good choices. If you ask me, um, was Colin Farrell in another comic book movie after, uh, after bullseye and uh, the, uh, the Netflix daredevil. I don't think so. Right. No, that's the only one. Okay. Um, cause he did that. And then he did, uh, the fantastic beasts. Yeah. Uh, the first one, I'm, I haven't watched the second one, so I don't know if he's in it or not. Um, Total but Recall. The to- yeah, the Total Recall remake, which I heard was bad. I haven't watched it. Wasn't good. Uh, you know, uh, SWAT. Uh, my wife loves that movie. It's him and Jer- Jeremy Renner. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's a good choice if you ask me. He can he can play a creepo. Like, he, if he plays over the top, like like Bullseye, because Bullseye was, like, super over the top when he, when he did it in, in Daredevil. It was, like, you know, c- very cartoonish. Um, you know, but if they bring something, if they do something more grounded, right, and uh, and try to do something different with the penguin, um, that, that would be that would be great. And you know, bringing some uh, uh, actor because I, you know, uh, undeniably he's a good actor. You know, he's Absolutely. had his problems off camera, but you know, um, it seems that he's turned around. You know, he took a few years off and came back, and you know, he's getting jobs. So, um, you know. I'm assuming that everything's going well, so hopefully, um, hopefully it's going to be a good one. You know, we haven't seen the penguin again on the on a, on a movie since uh, since Batman Returns, which was like absolutely fantastically played by by Danny DeVito. So, what do you think of this one? Okay, villains, villains, villains. Uh, clearly, you know we've got our Catwoman casting, we've got our Riddler casting, and now you're adding the penguin, the Cobblepot himself. Wow. This movie's for a very first Matt Reeves Batman movie. He's really going to take us, I guess, into the world of Gotham, which is I'm okay with this. Like, I know some people think you have to take it slow. This is like somewhat of an origin movie, you know, because it's the first in this in this uh, Batman's, um, you know, interpretation. Right. But I don't really believe I don't buy into that. You know, if you, you when you read any of those Batman comics, uh, you know, you, you you watch any of the Batman animated stuff. You know, this is the world yeah. of Gotham. This is this. this there, these people are all around. There's, there's many villains, and and there's because there's so many villains, Batman is needed. There's a need for 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 your your Dark Knight. You know, the one that the one that the people need. And so, um, I'm a big fan of, of them doing this. And then not are you just getting these villains, but you're getting fantastic actors to play these villains. You know, Joaquin Phoenix brought an amazing performance to the Joker, and you know your hero is is really as good as his villain in the sense of of you know how serious you take them and and how greater the threat is and how they overcome it from a storytelling standpoint so bringing in people that make you really feel um feel something in their performances that make you really pay attention 
uh, I'm a fan of. And you know, these are these are esteemed actors, but these aren't the kind of actors that you uh, look at them as just oh, I only know him from this one role. Like these are well-regarded actors. I think the only one that has that stigma to him is the actor playing Batman himself, Robert Pattinson. Everyone's like, oh, it's the Twilight guy, the Twilight guy, and he's done so much more than just Twilight. But that's what everyone remembers him as, right? But these other actors, that's not going to be the case. You know, they're just going to be known as really uh, solid actors. And to your point, Obed, like, this is what happens, I believe, after you get a successful movie like The Joker. And you get a movie that that performs so well, it's about to crack a billion dollars any moment now. Um, and, and to know that this it's, 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 it's critically received well, it's, um, you know, people, the, the, the community is, is really receiving it well. Um, this helps the cause of a director like Matt Reeves to say, give me the green light, let me do what I want. And I don't think he would have signed up for the movie anyways, if he couldn't have done that. I mean, it's not like he's done bad movies before. The guy did Planet of the Apes, which also is a very amazing the, the movie, uh, the last one there. Um, so yeah, man, like. This is great. The Andy Circus thing, um, interesting from an age standpoint, because like you know, I, he, he's not like young, but I'm saying like it's a he's gonna be a, a, maybe a little more. How do I put this nicely? A little more of a lively Alfred. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, like Jeremy Irons was more like livelier yeah, compared true. to uh, uh, to Michael Caine from you know The Dark Knight, uh, and and of course um, I forgot the actor's name, but the actor that played Alfred back in the Burton movies and then uh, the true. Schumacher movies. Um, but yeah, I I felt I mean I, I'm of course I love Andy Serkis I'm good oh, yeah. I'm I, you know I have zero complaints about this and uh, yeah like what you said you know maybe they're gonna uh, show some more of a you know rougher Alfred and not just a not just a butler but also a bodyguard and this sort of thing so um, I I'm excited about that one of course you know he's coming from Marvel he was in. Uh, in Age of Ultron and, and Black Panther's Claw. And I'm you know, okay with this. You know, he gets off in Black Panther. So he's we know he's not going to be back in, in the Marvel movies. Uh, I, I did, you know, a little bit disappointing because I thought he, he was going to be, he was going to play a bigger role. Um, but, you know, just to see him back on a comic book property, especially Batman, uh, I am really excited. I'm really excited. Um, there are some... Um, you know, unconfirmed, take it with a, you know, rock, rock salt from the Dead Sea rumors that Matthew McConaughey would be playing Harvey Dent. Um, you know, again, that those are like unsustained rumors. So, you know, I think it's fake news from the source it's coming from. I hate to tell. <laughs> and it was one of those things like, I hope to be wrong. I hope tomorrow yeah. I wake up and it's like, it's happening. But it's it's uh, it's it's almost as good as those uh, papers you see like when you're in line for uh, to get your groceries <laughs> at Publix and it's like those you know this person bad, had a stroke bad boy. or something bad you know? boy or a bad yeah boy. <laughs> yeah it's 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 as credible as that guys I yeah. told Obed I'm like yeah dude this is not probably not yeah. happening but I hope it does but if it if it happens I mean <laughs> uh, it, he could play a really good Harvey Dent because he's like he's got the charm. He's done like like movies where he's like a lawyer and and you know oh, involved yeah. in like illegal stuff before. Yeah. So I think he's he would be fantastic for the role. Um, I, I don't think we'll see Two Face in this movie. Agreed. You know, we'll see Harvey. We we'll may see a hand. And that's here the thing there, they but... haven't even said anything about Harvey Dent being in this movie. Riddler's been rumored, Penguin's been yeah. rumored, but nothing. That would be a surprise is to have Harvey in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, and then we'll we'll have to see, you know, because we know that Catwoman is more of a gray area 
type of, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily call her a villain, but she's a great area character. And so we'll, we'll see what kind of role she plays. And I, I'm hoping that here's what I'm hoping to right? that we're going to with this Batman stuff that we're getting, I'm, I'm hoping that we at least get a trilogy out of this because, you know, the casting is good. I, again, I had zero problems with Robert Pattinson. I know a lot of me with a, like a sparkly Batman. And I, I, I don't care. He's a good actor, you know, and it's great for him to be able to move on from freaking Twilight and not be the Twilight guy anymore and be Batman. That's, you know, uh, I'm actually very happy for him, but um, I, I'm hoping that we get an actual series off of this and, you know, an actual uh, trilogy and, and maybe put in, you know, some of the other superheroes in here. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna bring someone in. I, I don't know. But, you know, I want to see a fully developed Robin and, you know, and, and properly develop Robin, you know, not it's like, oh yeah, the, here's this kid. I'm like 32. And it's like when we saw Chris O'Donnell back in the in the Schumacher movies, but uh. but yeah, I mean a properly done Robin and you know, I, I fleshed out something that's fleshed out and properly done. I really want to see that. So I'm hoping that this is it. So I don't know, we'll see. I'm excited. Jill, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We will be right back. And we're back. Now, uh, Joel, let's go ahead and jump into uh, what we hint about at the at the beginning. And it's Death Stranding. So reviews for Death Stranding are out. And there's no, there's no controversy here because it's, it's mostly positive. Like right now on Metacritic, it's sitting at 83, 67 positive reviews, 12 mixed, 2 negative. Um, the the two negative I'm not even counting because um, I heard that these outlets are not necessarily uh, at least one of them you know uh, the Stevie or whatever it's called uh, is not necessarily uh, a very um, reliable source for uh, for reviews uh, but there's the one from Giant Bomb uh, Giant Bomb I did listen to the uh, to the Bombcast this week and listen to what they had to say. Um, and it is mixed in between them because they they are all getting a different experience. So I am not judging uh, their their uh, you know final review as I'm not taking it as gospel. So, um, but the the big one that I think caused a little bit of controversy, Joe, was the one from IGN, uh, which IGN gave it a six point five. Was it six yeah. six point five or six point eight? One one of those. Um, and uh, you know a lot of the you know IGN fans were were mad and upset. Uh, it's is six uh, six point eight, and uh, you know they they had their reasons, you know, and they they were not being shy about it. Um, I did listen to podcast beyond because they did post after the review went out, uh, and they they posted a, a discussion, you know, sort of session with the game. And, you know, it seems to me that it's, it's one of these games that, again, and we talked about it, and I told you, um, this is 
probably some if it's something that's never been done, something that's completely fresh and new. So it doesn't shock me that some people didn't get it. Um, to my surprise, uh, someone that I, you know, sometimes disagree with, uh, you know, pretty much most of the time, Kelly Plaguey from uh, GameSpot gave it a nine, and she did a fantastic review of it. Um, I, the best example that I can come up with regarding this reviews are, it's basically what happened um, back when Demon Souls came out for PS3. And everyone was like, oh, this game is terrible, it's really hard, um, you know, unfair, and how you move, and all these things, and I don't like this game. And and Demon Souls got, you know, not necessarily panned, but, you know, it wasn't very popular. But then some, then it clicked, and then Dark Souls came out, and then everyone got to experience it. Um, you know, Demon Souls being a, a, a PS3 exclusive back then, and then when it came out to the masses, you know, uh, you know the the, um, uh, you know the spiritual successor being Dark Souls. When Dark Souls came out, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh!" Uh, and Dark Souls is ten out of ten. It's fantastic. And then we get Bloodborne, and some people say that Bloodborne is like their favorite game ever and one of the best games that they've played, and all these things. I so. To me, this is what's going on. Uh, it's a it's a different approach. It's never been done. Um, you know, the world is not 100% populated yet because there's, I believe, around a thousand review codes that got sent out, um, and you know, uh, regular players are not around to get creative with what's going on. Um, it's it for everyone, and I, you know, based on what I heard from reviewers. Probably not, but you know, so GTA is not my cup of tea. So, and GTA is a very popular game, not my cup of tea. You know, maybe this is not your cup of tea, but you know, regardless, it looks like it's gonna be, uh, it, it's gonna be great. So, I am very much looking forward to that, Joe. What do you think about this review shenanigans that are happening? I mean, from a just look at the Metacritic standpoint, like that's something you and I keep saying. Like, it's a very uh, more comprehensive look at largely the overall consensus of reviews for this game, and to see two negative reviews for the for this game, and majority of people are saying it's good. Some people are saying that they're mixed. I think that's a that's a win. I think for from a review standpoint, I actually would be quite happy. Of course. When there's so much expectation for a game like this, and if you're a fan, fan of uh, Kojima's work priorly, you know, of course, the expectation is it's going to be flawlessly loved. Everyone's going to stop and just adore this game for what it is. But reality is, if you look at the stuff this guy makes, he is a very innovative, very design aesthetic, um, very um, unusual, not stick to the same frame that every other uh you know game creator does he does what he does and and this is one of those times where like it's not there's not a metal gear game this is not this is something completely new like this has to be judged for what it is obviously obit i haven't played it yet you haven't played it yet but as the outside looking in the common consensus is this is a very um 
very beautiful, very um, artistic, very design-heavy, experience-heavy game. Um, and so whenever you hear something like that, some people won't appreciate that. I mean, that's just, just hearing that from, from the, the moment, if that's your pitch of what you're, of, of what you felt looking at this game, going through this game as a reviewer, if I'm hearing that from the outside, that kind of a pitch, my response is like, I'm very much interested in that, but that doesn't sound like something that appeals to the masses all the time. Like there's going to be those that do and those that don't. That's that makes sense. This is not. I mean, <laughs> this is not Fortnite. <laughs> you know what I'm no, saying? It's not exactly. This, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this yeah. has to be understood. This is this is a very artistic game. This is not a game that's just gonna fall through, shoot them up, bang, bang, whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a, a you know a, a mass appeal game for sure. Exactly. Um, that's yeah, and we knew like from that first trailer with a you oh, know yeah. with a beach and the baby and Ella we knew that this was going to be something different something that was going to be polarizing and something that's going to be um you know no, nothing that like we've ever seen before uh just going back to what you were saying you know i it was like metal gear solid 5 metal gear solid 5 got 10 out of 10s um you know from IGN from a bunch of different right. um outlets but it also got negative reviews um I think Metal Gear Solid Five is is an it's absolutely fantastic. Yes, this tro- the story was not there because you'd have to go back and listen to those tapes and just the way they did it. Uh, considering all the problems that they were having with you know Konami at the time, you know it's just a miracle that the game even was you know shipped and and not and relatively like bug free. So. I think that you know uh, that speaks volumes of of the quality that that Kojima uh, and and now his studio have, um, and you know. But at the same time, again, what like what, like you you hit the the nail right in the head when you said like this is not Fortnite, this is not Call of Duty, this is not you know your mass appeal, mass market game. This is something very different, like you know something artistic, and you know. I heard people saying, "I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's like oh, it's a delivery game. You deliver stuff." essentially what's you do that's what you do in the game um you know that's you know who wants to play a game that you just go and run delivering stuff is like uber eats the video game or whatever um the the thing is that there's a very beloved classic video game where you where you deliver stuff it's paperboy you go around on a bicycle delivering newspapers <laughs> and and avoiding obstacles death stranding is you know basically paper paper times a million you know that's that's the way i look at it you know nice. and you know there there it's again again not every game is for everyone um you know I, people know people that don't play fighting games at all i love fighting games um you know i i'm one that don't go crazy over first with some shooters. You know, I lo- know people that love them and I know they're good. You know, like, yeah, this new, this recent Call of Duty is getting absolutely fantastic reviews and I heard really positive things about it. Uh, but, you know, again, Fortnite is a, you know, I, like IGN gave Fortnite like a 9.2 or something. And, you know, it's, it's, and it's not for everyone, you know, it's not for me. It could be, you know, addicting and fun and whatnot, but it's not, it's not, it's not a game that I really want to spend my time with. I want to uh, spend my time with something that has a little more meat on it. Um, you know, not just a fun experience um, because not, you know, 
it was like um i've been following uh this youtuber called young yeah for a long time now uh he uh, was a he's a very big kojima fan and i've been following him since like 2014 or something when he started doing his metal gear solid 5 videos and um and he got a review copy and um and he put it in a very uh, in a way that i really loved and and it's like not every game needs to be fun to be a masterpiece because and he he pulled out the the example i haven't seen the movie uh but um the uh the latest blade runner movie was oh, like i consider yeah. that movie to be a masterpiece but the mas- but the movie is not fun you know it's not a fun movie That's if i want a fun described if yep. i want to see a fun movie i go see avengers you know and you know and i was like oh yeah that was fun that was great but you know there's this other you know movies and and games that they don't necessarily have to be like fun to be fantastic um and 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 i really love that analogy so um i'm very much looking forward to this game and i'm very excited so all i gotta say Joel, some very interesting news playstation related as well shuha yoshida as of today this broke this morning uh is no longer the uh the head of the uh, sce worldwide studios uh he has been replaced with herman holst who is the um basically the creative director of um of guerrilla games and Shuhei's moving to a new project that will focus on nurturing independent studios and bringing independent studios in to the uh, to the ecosystem and the PlayStation Five platform, um, which is what uh, Jim Ryan in his interview uh, with um, with GamesIndustry.biz um, pointed out basically we're we're moving forward we're looking at the future and we're making changes uh that you know in the long run we think will be beneficial and all this stuff uh but yo yeah shuhei that maybe that's why we haven't seen shuhei in a while out there uh, but be. what do you th- but what do you think of the shakeup yeah it's uh, i would say it is surprising you know i didn't expect this when i woke up in the morning um but you know something this this is one of those things like in general looking at um, especially the PlayStation brand, uh, you know, obviously they've had some interesting moves just from earlier on. We talked about how, you know, this is one of those things where now the new president of, you know, the, the president CEO, Jim Ryan, how he's, his vision and things are unfolding for PlayStation sees to take them in a, in a different way than we've seen them before. I mean, just from the announcement of PlayStation four, uh, PlayStation five, uh, how that came through a, a blog PlayStation blog post and, and everything, it, it, things are just going very differently right now for uh, this this uh, this business. And so, yeah, like I I, I really love uh, Shu, and I'm glad that he's not going, he's not leaving the company, right? He's just being repositioned in the organization. And you know what? Sometimes things when things like that happen, it's for the better. There's got to be obviously some things that they believe he can contribute now uh, in his new role. Uh, within the organization that's still obviously valuable to the brand but also um, there's some newness that they now with him being moved into this other role um, there's some newness that can be done 
uh, you know, in, in the business uh, sector as well. So there's, there's some, there's some big things. I, I have big expectations for PlayStation five as a whole because yeah. of what they're doing, even just from a business standpoint to keep this thing interesting. Yeah, they're definitely keeping <laughs> keeping keeping it interesting. And I think that they're looking at the future and that is the right thing, right? Um yeah. they they sold a hundred million PS4s. Um they'll probably sell a bunch more this Christmas with the bundle that's out there that's gonna be out there. We'll talk about it next week. Um, but I think Jim Ryan is definitely someone that has the vision to bring this to uh to the next level. And um I, from what I heard from uh, several, you know, uh, not necessarily news outlets, but personalities that work closely within the games industry, uh, after the, do you remember that eventual, that, that first, first two years of the PS4 was very, um, very indie oriented and bringing yeah. those like, oh, we're in for the indie developers. And you had Adam Boyce out there just reaching out to the, you know, the indie developers and, you know, uh, Devolver Digital and all these guys and bringing them in and banking games on PS4 and making it a, a very friendly platform for indie developers. But then after that, kind of, it kind of like once, once like Uncharted came out and the big titles started coming out, um, we saw that they not necessarily neglected the, uh, the indies, but, you know, sort of moved in a, in another direction. And then, um, they they sort of treated them like they were part of the beginning of the PS4, not the next phase. And you know, some developers are saying it's like, oh yeah, we moved our you know our stuff to Switch because Sony was really it got to a point that it was really hard to work with. So you know, and there's there's stories about that out there. So I think that having someone like Shuhei Yoshida, which is you know he's very well liked, he's a very nice guy. Um, be the head of this, you know, special division or special project, bringing in and nurturing smaller studios and bringing, uh, you know, new ideas in and and on all these guys and doing the outreach. I think it's a fantastic move, in my opinion. So maybe maybe Shuhei's, uh, you know, vision for what it was of the, the big picture of you know the AAA. Uh, sort of place where the PlayStation 5 wants to be didn't match necessarily, so he was moved to this other uh, project, which I think, it, it, in my opinion, was the right move. Um, and then, you know, getting someone like Hulse to come in and, you know, this guy's, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, probably the best-looking game ever, and, you know, an absolutely masterpiece of the game, you know, and, you know, they helped Kojima with Death Stranding. Um, they're working on, you know, it's confirmed that Horizon Zero 2, uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is uh, being developed and uh, they're probably working on another, you know, kill zone or something else uh, for the launch of the PS5. I think it was the right move. Um, you know, uh, it, I was very skeptical of, uh, of Ryan when he, uh, when he took over. And just because, you know, he was a PR guy and, and, and I, I've heard many things about, you know, things he said on like interviews and, and things like that. I mean, no, it wasn't nothing outrageous like, uh, like Don Matrick on the, you know, the get an Xbox 360 if you don't have internet sort of thing. But, uh, but it's like, oh, who wants to play old games, you know, kind of. So, um, that sort of thing. So it was a little bit concerning. Um, and, but, 
you know, and then everything started like a price drop on the, on, uh, on uh, uh, PS now. And, you know, the announcement of the PS five and all this stuff that happened like right away, just pointed at, it was like, yeah, they're not playing around. And, you know, uh, it's a, it's a very, very confident man that this is going to be, you know, you know, he, he clearly has a path for the future. And that's what I like about it. So, um, Joel, um, yeah, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I completely agree with you. Uh, you know, like, like, you know, this, you said it, Jim Ryan being the PR guy, like what's his first move like publicly after, uh, you know, after getting this position of power, right. Is he goes and pulls a PR stunt and then <laughs> has this article dropped about PS five. And then he does this thing, you know, like, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like whatever it is that they're, that they're doing now is not going to be the same way that we knew. They're not going to try and repeat the same success. It's not going to be like, Hey, we, we, we did things right with PS4. We're just going to ride the same wave into PS5. No, that is not the vibes I'm getting all. It's like, we're, we're going into PS5 and we're going to bring you something new. Um, you know, we're still the same company. We're still delivering our, our, our products the way that we do them. But we're making sure that we're we're really uh, committed to doing something new here, and and this is, I mean, all the way at the top here. When you're moving a guy like Shu over and like this, and again, I'm I'm happy because the guy's still contributing to the brand. He's still contributing to the organization. It's just now in a different role. Um, but yeah, there's the PS5 is something where guys like what the the stuff that they're developing, the way that they're operating as a business, it's not going to be the same way as before. Yeah, and um they've heard feedback back from developers saying that, you know, the tools and the console and the dev kits are top notch and, you know, um, they've been able to do great work with it. So uh, I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to this man. Um, the one thing of note uh, also is that, you know, uh, we, we talked about last week that uh, PlayStation view shutting down, um, they announced this week that SingStar is shutting down. Uh, SingStar being the karaoke. I have a couple SingStar games myself. <laughs> nice. Uh, my wife loves it. Um, but they are they're shutting down the ser- the service. Basically, all online features are being shut down. Um, the PS3 version, you will not even uh, be able to re-download your purchased songs anymore. Um, and on the PS4, you'll still be able to download whatever songs are available to you, but uh, none of the online features like the video, like the sharing, video sharing and all that stuff. That's all going away uh, January 2020 and they're shutting it down. So, um, you know, they're moving into like if it doesn't, you know, produce, basically get rid of it, um, which I, I, I've, I've had experience with that. And it's it's hard when you are you when you work with something and you don't want to let go. But at the end, you know one way or another for better or worse, you have to let it go. So I think that them shutting down the services that they not necessarily, I don't want to say they don't contribute, but they're not part of the big picture for the future, just shutting them down and, you know, being able to just basically run with it. So um, I I think they're making some, some good moves uh, in my opinion. So, Joe, before we go, um, there was a, a, a very interesting tweet from Blue Point Games on Halloween. And I'm going to read you the tweet. 
Uh-oh. And uh, and then we're gonna go through uh, some of the some of the points and, and some of the stuff that's referenced. Of course, we've talked about Bluepoint. They're supposedly working on a big project uh, that's confirmed to be a PS5 project. It's supposed to be like a big remake of uh, uh, of, uh, of a PlayStation of a beloved classic. So I mean, I'm still my money's still on on Metal Gear Solid. So we'll see. Uh, but Bluepoint Games tweeted. So calm the spooky night, a symphony of rumors, not one, but two. No one, but two. They're working on two projects. Uh, Return from a Shadow, a resistance to dart, a resistance to dart home as black as, as black monsters escape twisted hills to wander lands and siphon souls. Filter your candy collections, soft from solid, and be eco-friendly. Have a metal Halloween. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Okay, so a symphony of rumors, symphony, symphony of the night. Not yeah. one but two. They're working on two things, not just one game. A resistance. So maybe a resistance remake or resistance reboot. I know. Uh, wow. To dark home. To dark home as black monsters escape twisted hills. Steam on Souls, um, to uh, Twisted Hills, to Wonderlands, and Siphon Souls, Siphon Filter, remember Siphon Filter back on PS One, yeah, and then uh, and then Siphon, and then Siphon, they said Siphon Souls, and then Filter your candy collections, like the yeah, like it's there, and then and then Soft from Solid, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Absolutely. Solid, obviously, and then uh, and be eco so um uh so many things like i would love to see um you know a a siphon filter like reimagine that would be pretty cool you know it's a spy game i kind of like that um but if you ask me um if they do if they do like a like a like a resistance remake or uh or a, a, a proper like resistance sequel and Metal Gear Solid. That's freaking great, dude. Uh, but they're working on two things now. Now we need to figure out what it is. <laughs> I love this, man. What a fun tease. What a great marketing pull. Like, brilliant in the timing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's great. Um, they're, they also, um, you know, uh, I, I guess uh, some are saying that uh, they're also referring eco with an eco-friendly. So, you know, We'll see. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. But uh, that is what we got for this week, man. Uh, That's right. That's right, guys. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to listen to us. We really enjoy and appreciate your uh, faithful listens. So go ahead and stay connected. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Also, we invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, We also want you to stay connected with us via social media. So go ahead and give us a follow at no low time that's at no low time on facebook twitter instagram and twitch also feel free to send in any emails to no low time at gmail.com it's no load time at gmail.com uh send in an email to us with some questions comments potential talking points for an upcoming episode we appreciate and welcome your feedback and we thank you all very much for listening to us. And we can't wait to speak with you all in our next episode where I go a bit alluded to. We'll have a little, uh, little gift guide uh, discussion. So it's going to be some fun. Yep. Um, stay tuned for a holiday gift guide and, um, and whatever news happened from uh, here to there. 
Um, but yeah, that's all for now, and I uh, will see you guys next I time. See y'all.